Why are you recording? I'm just getting it started so I can, like... No, she uses this shit for the intro. (laughs) (laughs) This is what she does when it starts. Welcome to Red Wednesdays, a, um, a podcast where two veteran Game of Thrones watchers um, experience the show with someone experiencing it for the first time. I apologize that intro was messed up, but we have already been enjoying some beverages. Here, here. Here, here. Because we are together for the first time. Cheers! We are drinking, what are we drinking? The Pentos Delight, made by yours truly, the... Uh, Game of Thrones uh, newbie. It is the Kenny Chesney's Blue Chair Bay Rum. Not spawned. Not spawned yet. And the Red Bull Summer Edition Coconut Berry. Still not spawned. Not spawned. Yet. Yet. But yeah, we call that the Pentos Delight. And it's delightful for sure. It is delightful. Joel and I have already finished one. Stephanie is about halfway through hers. I was trying to be responsible since I'm the one who. Someone needs to be. Who leads the conversation here. I can't help but drink fast after watching episode seven and eight. That's a perfect segue into uh, what we need to do here, Absolutely. which is recap episode seven and eight. Woo! Um, so as you know, we spent the first two episodes of this podcast going through episodes one through six, um, which was a ton of just information to gather. And then here, I right. feel like in episode seven and eight, we really start to move forward with some serious plot lines. No longer are you catching up with who is who and what team do they play for. We are getting into the raw deal. You're, you're playing the game now. We are playing the game, yeah. absolutely. I am in the Game of Thrones. So yeah. let's just jump off out the gate. We open up episode seven with Jamie and Tywin, um, a really interesting conversation between the two of them about family, about heroes not living on, um, about family names living on. Um, and we have the quote, um, a lion doesn't concern itself with the opinions of sheep. And I know there are plenty of opinions to go around on this topic, so I'm going to let Anne just run with hers first. Uh, so I found it very interesting that here we are in episode 7, and this is the first time we're meeting Tywin Lannister. And when we do meet him, he's doing a very, um, uh, like, not regal activity. He's... He's gutting and skinning this hoofed animal, what what I would think would be a caribou or an elk. Um, he's doing very a very working class activity, talking to his son, who's in his full armor, um, about the family name, and how like you just have to establish a dynasty that lasts for a thousand years. He says so. I I found my my introduction to Tyrion Lannister very interesting. Um, Absolutely. And I would just say, like, I would not feel comfortable, like, being in this family. <laughs> right. There, there's some crazy family dynamics going on and there. And expectations. Yeah. And, and I yeah. love, I mean, it's the perfect introduction to Tywin, the, the fact that he's skinning an animal. Um, and, and your interpretation of it is interesting. Like, the way I'm really looking at it is... Uh, He's he's not afraid to do the really dirty work, you know. Like he's right. gonna, he, he's going to make sure it gets done, even if he has to do it himself. Ne- next, we have Ned Stark and Cersei uh, in the courtyard at King's Landing, talking about uh, and well, really just opening up 
secrets. Ned is just like, bitch, I know right. you're having kids it's, with Jamie. It's all on the table now. Oh. It, both of them right. are just laying it all out there. Yeah, there are no there are no kid gloves on here. Right. Everyone is, it, it, right. they are full, just full right. frontal. And she, so she admits it. And then Ned, like, gives her this proposition, like, get lost. Take your kids, leave King's Landing. Which is a very interesting Robert will get idea. back from his hunt. Right. It speaks to the honor of Ned, though, right? Mm. Like, it, even someone who he, I feel like at this point, must loathe, someone who he knows has been deceiving his best friend, um, deceiving the entire kingdom, he's right. going to give her this out. Because right. that's the honor of fucking Ned Stark, man. Um, but knowing what I know of... Cersei and and well the Lannister clan in general, uh, I know they're not going anywhere. Right, right. Uh, and, and the viewer, the viewer clear. at this point should understand that yeah. even as this conversation is right. going on. Right, with her big quote, where I finally get the name of the show. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Which name of the show? Name of the episode, episode seven, you win or you die. Yeah. Anne's mind is like we've, exploding we've, now. We've started paying particular attention to these episode titles, I think, starting in our last episode. Yeah. But um, it, it doesn't get much more important, in my opinion, than this. I feel like we're kind of encapsulating what this whole show is about, what this right. whole game is about. Right. Mm-hmm. You, and you win or you die. And coming from Cersei, understanding the name of the show, Game of Thrones, now I see it clearly, like... I've, I've hated her since episode one, might I recap, mm-hmm. but I see that this is a game to her. It is a game to her. She wants that throne. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to die. Whereas to Ned... At her, you know, hell or high water, she's not going to die. She like, doesn't. And her children are not going to die. Right. No, they don't she, need to flee. She's, right. they she's will not mama die. bear about yeah. her family, mm-hmm. her inner circle, you know, Jamie, Tywin, her kids, her... That's her number one priority. Right. None she, of them are going to die, even if it means killing everybody else. She none does of them are gonna mention die. a lot how much she loves her children and what she And she asks Ned at one point in this conversation, "How much do you love your children?" Yeah, and, and he and his idea is so much that I would send them away. Mm-hmm. They would not be involved in this. And her idea is, "Are you shitting me?" I love my children so much, I'm going to put them at the forefront of this. Right. And, and protect them anyway. <laughs> and protect them yeah. anyway. Right. Right. So it's a very interesting wild. conversation. Just wild. And uh, two dynamic characters who are absolute opposite. Um, and then speaking of opposites, then we move straight over to the complete opposite of anything you might expect. And we've got Littlefinger in the brothel with two of his, uh, I don't know, one, one is obviously a protege learning. The ways of of the trade, shall we say? Um, and he has a prostitution. Whole, oh yes, yeah, so what prostitution. she means. Uh, sex work, shall we say? Yes. Um, and so he's telling a long and involved story of why he's saving himself and who he, who he's saving himself for, which is a woman who was betrothed at one point and then that man died in 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 war and she married his brother and then she married his brother. Um, who to, who she fell in love with. And good for her, but he's been waiting for this woman. All while two women are getting it on and was very distracted. And getting yeah, it on I'm sorry, in the this butt. man I'm sorry. This guy's <laughs> not in the butt, just Oh yeah, there was anal. Okay. That was instructed. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so this guy owns a whorehouse and 
Which we shouldn't be, like, baffled by at this point. No, I'm not baffled yeah. by it. What I'm baffled by is the fact that he owns a whorehouse, yet he's saving himself for this person. Oh, right. Yeah, he's the ultimate businessman. Ultimate businessman. I mean, you can't open up an you ice think, cream shop and you, eat all the ice cream. You think you can sample was... the product, is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, don't talk about it. Um, so that was a weird sex scene. Now we'll just move on to a regular old weird scene between Greyjoy and the Wilding Girl at... Uh, Asha? Osha? Asha. 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 I'm pretty sure it's Asha. Mm-hmm. We'll um, love that. Up at Winterfell. And... Like, it, it's very strange. We already know that Greyjoy enjoys the company of a whore. Um, and he's kind of approaching this woman like it mm-hmm. um, until sure. the Meister walks in. Because she's a slave. She's right. A slave. right. Until, until the Maester reminds um, him that, oh, you are too. Right. He asks him, what's <laughs> right. the difference? <laughs> right. Because right. I forget the language that they use, the difference between, like... Prisoner and guest. Prisoner and guest. They're guests. talking about the difference, yeah. you know, why are we treating this prisoner mm-hmm. like a guest? And, and the Maester just has to remind him... Oh, is there a difference right. to you? He says, right. is there a difference to you? Which, because specifically we know, or at least Joel and I know, Theon is, he is a prisoner of, of a sort. And that's been, that's been, I think, um, revealed, it's, but oh, not yeah. necessarily like focused on. Right. You know what I mean? It's been, yeah, just but raised over. He doesn't belong to, I mean, he, he's not a member of the Stark family. He was a prisoner of war that they took mm-hmm. um, as a result of that war. And he's, they've allowed him to serve as almost a, a, a squire, squire a warden. Yeah, to Rob, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But they, in what I've seen, they seem almost friends. Like, similar ages, and mm-hmm. they, they seem almost friends. That's fair. Of Robin. Robin Theon, Theon? especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is also interesting, too. I've noticed they have not yet called him Theon. So she just, no. Anne just knows him as... Greyjoy, Greyjoy, the, the Greyjoy. Boy. Oh, was she not calling him Theon? I didn't even I've realize. I've been calling that. him Theon. Have they no. not called him? Theon? They have not That's called crazy. him Theon. I know no, he's Greyjoy to me. Not that he lives that much longer. He is the. <laughs> is that a fire and blood? What the? Fuck? We're you know what? Okay. <laughs> We're not, not gonna. I don't think no no fire and blood this episode at it's all. It's not. All right. No. So then, fast forward to the wall. Jon Snow's up there with his big old buddy Samwell, and. John sees something, and I'm I'm looking at my television, like trying to see what he sees. But we're still up there, and we all know by now. That I love that it takes you there, terrified though, right? Because like, how hard like, must it be to see from that high up with that kind of weather, right? Like, low visibility, right? Because you know your eyes the, are tearing up, yeah, yeah. and yeah, can only imagine. Um, so then, then Samwell, I like how Samwell like talks about how he's understanding the rules of, like, we need to sound the horn. and Yeah, one it's one horn for a rager, two horns for a wildling, three horns for, and I think it cuts off before it says what three horns is for. Right, because then he says he says that right? there isn't a rider. He says there's no rider. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, yeah, there's no rider. There's just a horse. Um, and then, so we go down the elevator. Jon Snow identifies it as Uncle Benjamin's horse. And this horse is just terrified. The, this horse is just freaking the fuck out. And that's and that's all we get to know about it at that point. <laughs> so because we're moving, we're moving. Fast we're moving. Now. We're moving. We're in episode seven, and we are moving. So then we get back to King's Landing. Robert is back from the hunt, but oh wait, he's on his deathbed. What the fuck? Yes. To quote Robert himself, "Quote King Robert murdered by a pig." 
Mm-hmm. End quote. So appropriate. <laughs> and I'm I am so ecstatic that we finally get to have this conversation. All of our viewers and you should know listeners. that. The, oh, sorry, all of our listeners, not viewers. <laughs> I hope no one can this see us. This is my this is my <laughs> second uh, <laughs> pentose delight. Sorry, it is quite a delight um, over here, y'all. <laughs> so, the first time I ever watched Game of Thrones, I think Stephanie has told you all that. Um, she's been watching the longest, even though I've watched the most. most. My first viewing, she had me completely 110% convinced that King Rob was going to rule for at least the first six King seasons. King Robert. King Robert was going to rule for at least the first six seasons. She told me that. She told me she had you hook, line, and sinker. I believed her. And I, I was like, okay, this is the uh, this is the King Robert and Ned Stark show. Yeah. Like, we're going we're gonna to roll gonna with this. Them. And it's going to be... And I was into it, too. Like, I, I was into that idea. Like, this could be an awesome show. Like, they could stretch and they're this gonna out get, for six Yeah, seasons. they're going to get pushed back from Cersei and Littlefinger's right, going right, to right. play. Or... I bought it hook, line, and sinker. And so this episode was a slap in the face to me. You, I don't think, were that sold on this whole idea. You've been talking for our last previous two episodes about who you think is going to be on the throne at the end. It's not Robert. Right, um, right. And, and even some of your commentary that you've made, you've kind of seen through that at the beginning here, which means you've been a very astute viewer. I was not the first time through. Well, and the one thing I knew going into Game of Thrones was that it didn't matter who you liked people were going to die. Mm-hmm. I knew that there was a lot of death. Okay. Which I loved last time we recorded when Viserys got the gold oh, yeah. on his head. Yeah. Like Rewarding I was like, death. Yes, yes, people are dying. But now Robert is like just like impaled by this boar. Well. Was he a good king though? What's it matter? He played the Game of Thrones. And he lost. And you win. Or you die. die. And he died. He died. Which brings up so, a, a whole other point we could talk about. Well, let's get to that in a minute. I say, yeah. So in a couple minutes. We talk about, uh, let's talk now about how they wrote a letter. Ned and King Robert had their little talk by his deathbed. And they wrote the little letter saying that Ned would be regent until... Joffrey was old enough. Before to that, and so before that, we have we have King Robert. We have Joffrey's in the room with Cersei, and Ned walks in, and and, and Robert's talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. you know, I was never meant to be a father, quote unquote. I was never meant to be a father, mm-hmm. and then he tells Joffrey to leave. He tells the little sissy boy who's supposed to become king mm-hmm. to leave. Right, and I think that's really poignant that he. He has zero faith, I think, in Joffrey. He knows. At this point, at least. He knows. This boy is if not, not fit. If not what he is, he knows enough to to be cautious about this. I think, I don't know if he mentions it now. He's either mentioned it before or he's about to mention it. He doesn't think that he was fit to be king himself. Like, he wasn't meant to be a father. And I think at some point right. it's mentioned he doesn't think he was fit to be king. Um it, what, the line is something like, was he meant to rule or he wasn't meant to rule? Mm. Um, and you see it now in hindsight. Like, now that we're on the other side of this, you can all we can have a reasonable conversation about how this guy was never going to make it six seasons as king. He could barely make it six episodes as king. He really did a great fucking job by lasting this long, given his behavior right. on I a mean, day-to-day basis. How right. long was that hunt? Six days at the most. <laughs> right. And it's something he, that is something he grew up doing, hunting. But you and right. I have talked about this before, and we talked about it with Anne last time, as far as Robert was not, he was not trained at birth to be a king. 
He was not brought up that way. He is a true usurper of the crown, of the throne. Um, mm-hmm. This is, he, he is not a king. He is not a kingly figure. He was not meant for this. He was not born for this. So. Well, and I will throw in that alcohol and sex played a huge role in his demise. Which then, so that kind of rolls into the next part I have is we roll out to, they've got the whole letter writing sin, um, scene, sorry. Mm-hmm. So Robert names Ned Regent, kind of King mm-hmm. Regent, until Joffrey's ready. Um, and then we roll out to the hallway. Wait. Time out. Before Ned leaves the room, King Robert says, I admit that I was wrong. Ned was right. Don't kill Daenerys. Sorry. Jumped over that note. Yes. So he takes back, um, well, at this point we don't know that there's been a hit called, but apparently there's been a hit called. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Ned's got to stop it now. They've been talking about it long enough. I mean, it's been his intention to kill her for the first uh, six episodes. Yeah. Right. But we walked away from the small council. could have been six days. It could have been six months. We don't know. Things happened in Game of Thrones time. Oh, especially when we get into later seasons. Oh, boy, yeah. That's a loaded comment. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get into that later. Um, So Varys, in the hallway, when Ned comes out of the room, Varys asks, he just poses this question of, like, where did this wine come from that he was so drunk on that he got, like, gored by this bull? Or boar. And it was being poured by, by the Lannister The servant. Lannister squire. Mm. And poor Varys takes pity on this boy. Oh, I hope he doesn't feel too poorly about... It was a Lancel, right? Lancel Lannister. Lancel Lannister, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, But newbie's mind goes to, did Cersei, like, tell this squire, her cousin or whoever... Did she poison? So poison him? Yeah. Was this regular wine? Was it moonshine? Shout out to my West Virginia friends. We'll be drinking some of your moonshine later tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I will say it's perfectly fair for you to uh, question that. And to, I mean, we just mentioned two breaths ago about how Robert's been hunting his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is quite and the dr- unusual accident. And drinking all of his life. And, oh, I mean. Yeah. That should have, that should have been no inhibitor. Yeah, this, this is point. no, yeah, this is no new habit he has. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's an interesting whodunit, well, if there is something to have done. Also, he had the, the leader of the knights with him. He had, like, a bodyguard with him on this hunt. The he King's did. Watch? The King's Watch, he had, yeah. Yeah. And his brother. I mean, okay, we'll move on. I have so many questions. So then we go over to the Dothraki. We jumped over one quick point, which is Robert tells Varys to halt the hit on Danny. He says, whatever you have to we do... We didn't jump over. We talked about it. Well, we briefly mentioned it. He said, stop it. And Varys says, it's the, probably too late. The She's, birds the, have already flown. The, mir- the birds have already flown. The girl is probably already dead. And then we cut to, yeah, Danny and Drogo here. Right. And they're talking about the throne. Which is a foreign idea to... To Drogo. To, Drogo. to the Drothraki. Yeah. I, I love the back and forth here about um, the iron chair. You know? Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> Like, right. He, he doesn't and even understand the concept of a throne. Yes. A king needs no chair, only a horse. Only a horse, it's not right. not a full line, but it's right. I the lo- best quote I can Yeah, get. I love it. I love yeah. the difference in uh, dynasties between the two cultures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. but she, But she clearly is trying to talk him into it to me. Um, and then we get into... Question. 
Well, I was gonna say this is a whole can of worms. Is she trying to talk him into it for him or for her or for their son? Like, for what? What what is her goal here? I asked this question when we watched it, and she was like, "I don't want to talk about it right now." Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. Okay, so why do I think Daenerys is trying to talk Count Drogo into crossing the narrow sea? I think it's just been ingrained in her mind since she was a child to just get across the narrow sea and get back to that Iron Throne. Like, I think it was just like, this is what we do. You're you're discounting her She doesn't, okay, but she doesn't know where else to go. I'm going to fire and blood Joel real quick. I'm not getting. I'm let not her going no. There. Let okay. her have her okay. opinions. Okay. Don't describe don't, her opinions. Okay. I don't think she knows anything except for getting back to that continent or whatever. So you don't think she's like. thought of step two? She wants to get there, and then who's going to sit at, on the thing? Who who knows at this point? At, at this at this point, no, I don't. I don't think. Okay. I don't think this is crossing her mind until I see an actual step from her. Toward that? No, I don't. I think... I mean, because she's she's a child, right? She's in her teens. Right. Yeah, she I is. definitely thought in this episode uh, at this point that she was wanting that Iron Throne for Drogo. That I, if he conquered the army okay. and he conquered... I agree. I he think, conquered Westeros, Drogo would have sat on that Iron Throne. And once... Or if Drogo died in battle or once Drogo passed away, it would have been, it would have been their son well, I that think the Iron Throne was for. She mm-hmm. has seen a power out of Drogo un unlike what she saw out of her brother, Mm -hmm. Viserys. Mm -hmm. So, Viserys was a manipulator, poor at his job, Mm -hmm. but he he tried. Um, And and so, he was always meant to be. I think she grew up with this idea that he was meant to be on the throne. He was never deserving. But then you take Drogo, who is, this is a warrior. This is someone who fights his own battles. He's a commander. He's a commander. His pectorals are always This out. is someone who belongs on a throne, and if I'm to have his child, right. this is what we... If, let's go after the throne then this, now. Then this is the Targaryen connection, not that other weaker Targaryen connection. Correct. This is Which, the I don't see Can it for I her. Fast I see it for her son in lieu or in way of through okay. Drogo. Okay. Can I fast forward into how funny it is that... Um, <laughs> Welcome back. Pardon the interruption. We had the mailman visit. Okay. So we automatically cut to Jorah receiving a little little letter. A little letter. That says he has been pardoned and can come back to Westeros whenever he would like. Fancy. Fancy. Sounds like a trap. And he's like, Well, that's all fine and dandy, but where's Danny at? We cut to Danny and then because hell yeah, he was trying to poison Khaleesi, or at least he was paid to do so, or carried out, or whatever it may be. Right, right. But the big question I have here is question mark exclamation mark question mark exclamation mark question mark is George pardoned just before this attempt on Danny's life. Mm-hmm. Is that coincidence? Is that it made me wonder? It really made me wonder. It makes me wonder as well. I'd like to know, Anne, your opinion on the Danny Jorah relationship right now. You kind of made a brief comment just then in your commentary about how you you're not sure why he's so faithful to her. You're not right. sure why he's so, you know, all right. in on the Danny train. Is at this point, from what I've seen, is like sibling like where he is kind of looking out for her. Mm-hmm. 
Moving forward. Because, can I just say, we have... We have so much more to get through, so I think there's a couple things we want to touch on, and then we need to jump into episode eight here. Right. All right, so then we go to Jon Snow and the little graduation ceremony, okay? Which I thought was cool as hell, like, you know, telling them that they're men of the black and all this stuff. It's it's it's. What do you think of Jon being made a steward? And then he was made a fucking steward! And I was just as astonished as he was, like... I would, well, okay. Were you, though? Like, I, I feel like, like Alistair got I what he lo- wanted there. I like the term ranger, because I'm Ranger Ran. Like, that was my nickname in college, because I wanted to be a park ranger. Should have told me that. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but not only, not only is John assigned to Steward, but he is assigned to the Lord Commander. Like, he will be his own private steward. Lord Commander... Mormont, Jorah's father. Right. I'm just going to keep throwing that Thank out there. Thank you. So then we go into the little hallway thing, and Samwell is trying to like talk John down from this uh, temper he's having. And Samwell is like, he's grooming you. He's grooming you for his command, John. Like, Sam's so smart. Well, Samwell also has this tiny little moment that my heart just flutters, oh, and he said, yes. you know what I always wanted to be? I always wanted to be a wizard. And John laughs at him. And me too, man. Like, and me we too. we all wanted to be, like, we all waited for a Hogwarts notices. Like, we all waited for our letters when we turned 11. And uh, Samuel did. Next. Some weird shit going on. Um, Ned is writing this letter to Stannis, who is Robert's older brother. Because Renly suggests that we separate Joffrey from Cersei. He's saying, take the children away. There'll be pawns in our game. We can be king as long as, you know, the boy is ours. Right. Um, And he asks, specifically, do you still believe good soldiers make good kings? Mm -hmm. Um, Which we found out from Robert Baratheon. That's not the The answer is no. Right. Because they get drunk and have sex and go to hunt and get... But but Sanus Baratheon is supposedly a good soldier. Absolutely. And and yet Ned believes him to be king. That's why he's writing this letter. Yeah, Ned Ned thinks... Because of honor. Because of honor Honor. and right of birth and... Yeah. So so we have that little confrontation or conversation. And then we have Um, Littlefinger jumping in. Yeah, a lot goes on between Ned and Littlefinger about like... Ned wants the city's watch on his side because he knows what he's doing. It's Littlefinger says, let's get like, rid of Stannis altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, let's just let Joffrey be king, and when Joffrey messes up, we'll just reveal his secret. And then we can take over. But if, que- he, does okay, if he does okay, then he does okay. But if he fucks up, then we'll let everybody know he's not rightful heir. How easy would it have been for Ned to claim power for himself at this point? This was the opportunity. This was the moment. Right. Um, he could have. Um, and it would have been so easy, it feels like to me, but he wouldn't have. Because that's not who he is, right? If Ned was willing to make some difficult choices here, um, he, he could have seized the throne. Um, not that whatever's in front of him isn't better is it, than that. Is it humanly possible? Yes. Right. Is it Nedly possible? It's not Ned's story. No. Though. It's not where Ned's story <laughs> is. Possible. It's not where Ned's story is going from here on out. Like we're gonna and we're about to turn a corner with this and, and we'll 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 get into all that. But 
that wasn't Ned's story. We're about to see. Right. We're about okay. to see what Ned's right. story is. So, then we flash to John and Sam taking the their vows. Vows? No? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I've got more notes than you. So, John and, John and Sam take their vows at the Weirwood Tree, and Ghost is there. Ghost brings back half an arm. Um, and then we cut to, because we're just, we're, we're, we're cutting at this point. Then we cut over to a conversation between Drogo and Danny again, because her life has been threatened. He approaches the yes. poisoner and he threatens him, obviously. He and then grabs- he checks on her and he, then he swears to the whole Dothraki. Mm-hmm. He will ride west. Like, and he I will, love this scene. Like, I love no this other scene. Dothraki has I, ever gotten no, I no loved and I hated this scene. Okay? Why did no, you hate because, it? I loved it. Yeah, no, there's, because there's a break. There's Drogo at this point, he goes to he goes to Danny and he calls her his moon. His moon. The moon of his sky. All right, hold on. We're going to time out for dogs. So anyway, so Drogo swears he's riding west farther than any other call has done because he is going to take this iron chair. (laughs) Iron chair. This iron chair. I mean, translations are wonky. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I do, at one point, I want to talk about this Dothraki language because it's phenomenal. But so he says he's going to take this iron chair for his son. Mm-hmm. That is that is a sacrifice he's right. going to make, right. and he promises to rape and pillage every village on his way in right. order to do this. But, right. in, but uh, in his mind, he's doing that for Danny. He's doing that out of a deep love for Danny. For Danny, for and his son, his son. and his yeah. son, yes. and his son. He is very focused on her womb right now. Right, he is. He's very yeah. And he also thinks that this fire in her, yeah, is from his son. That's that comes also, later. That comes in the next episode. My, the conversation, like he he throws this this fiery torch into the pit, and this fire erupts, and he kicks m- out, yeah. marching around it, and just like announcing all these things he's going that. to do to claim his son, that iron chair, and it's 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 wild at first, and I'm on board at first, and then he starts talking about raping the women and. This and that, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. hashtag me Taking too. slaves? Like, right. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so that's not... where you have to, like, he has no ability to see beyond that at this point, given what he's been through. That is a cultural It is. Right, standard. It is. Yeah. And I will challenge you to hold that thought for Go the ahead. next however many seasons, and we will, I don't think I'm being too spoilery when I say we will come back to this place, this very place. We will we come will, back to it. This is not the first time, and this is not the first time we've had this conversation about, and because we, we talked about, it, are these people savages? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Right. But their well, culture I mean, is is extremely different in its values yes. and its understanding of other people. And we we have not been on a journey that allows them to to see beyond what they're describing right now. We're I feel like getting ready to go on that journey and, and we will be back at this place. We'll be back. Now to just jump forward, recap or the end of season seven or episode seven, we cut forward, we have more Cheez Its now and we have a fresh beer. Good. We're good. Um now Robert is dead. King Joffrey 
is here Long live upon the king. us. They're Long calling the king. People in the halls are calling him King Joffrey. King Joffrey. And it makes me want to vomit inside my mouth. And I am pretty sure That's I That's just... so interesting to me. She wants to vomit now. Like... He's a fucking sissy boy. He is that. He lied. He lied about the dog. He did do that. He did do that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut <laughs> so no, much volume. That was perfect. That was perfect. I know. That was so good. That's what we want out of this. I'm sorry. I know. Let me try again. Joffrey, Joffrey, King Material. Now he lied about King the Material. Dog. He lied about. He, he is, is a dog. He a is king. a lying dog. He lied about the dire wolf attacking him. <laughs> Joel is just pounding on my knee, drumming, laughing. I can't say words about this. All right. No. At the fire, moment. Fire and blood. There is so much fire and blood. I am so, trying to support you in your So they're in this hallway. Opinions. They're in this hallway. And the the person, the little squire, whom, whomever, comes up and says, King Joffrey would like your attention. So then, like, there's this little conversation between Littlefinger and Ned. And Littlefinger says, City Watch is yours. Because we missed this. Um, this is something we literally failed to mention. There's a whole conversation between Ned and Littlefinger, and Littlefinger calls him out, and Littlefinger says, Mm -hmm. you're too chicken to ask what you need. To ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. And so, he says, you want me to have the Kingsguard fight for you. And Mm -hmm. Ned kind of, like, nods his head, but still, like, says nothing. And Littlefinger says, well... They'll follow who pays them. Because wink, wink. Little, wink, wink. Because Littlefinger <laughs> right. is... The master of coin. The master, master of, coin. of coin. And the master of the whorehouse. And so now we have Littlefinger saying, wink, wink. I did my job. Right. The king's guard is yours. And Ned also finds out at this point that Renly has left the city. He has run away with Tyrell, you know, the lord of the flowers. And I think we should come back to that at the end... Maybe the end of season one, I, yes. or in season two, we maybe. Come Let's back. come back to that. We can come I, back. I think I'm just so happy that as a group, we can officially say, without fire and blooding it, fuck Littlefinger. Like, yeah. Not like, yet. Not. Fuck not Littlefinger, yet. man. Okay. Because no, then we mean, walk in, we walk in, and Joffrey is on the later. throne, which I find to be garbage, okay? He wants his coronation, blah, 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 blah. So then Ned reads the letter that he and Robert wrote. And Cersei tears it up, rips it, tears just it up. rips it, and then, boom, spear or sword or whatever it was, something piercing goes through one of Ned's guys, and then, like, and then the next thing I see is Littlefinger little with a knife to Ned's throat. And he says, quote, what did say? I did warn you not to trust anyone, which... We talked about in the last episode of our, this mm. podcast mm. is him and Ned in the, mm. the garden talking about this is my spy, that's their spy, this mm-hmm. is and and Littlefinger tells Ned, trust no one. And Joel said at first watch, he thought Littlefinger's full of shit. Like right. he's just making he's have all shit these spies. up to scare him. Yeah. Right. He's just like he's Throwing his weight around. I was and, always, yeah. for some reason, I was always a little skeeved out by Littlefinger. Always a little, um, just on on alert around him. 
And so I, I took more to heart by his warnings. And then this to me, paid Ned off so... to me tenfold. Paid off to oh, me. Yeah. The little finger was not someone to be trusted. Well, right. the reason it paid off for me, though, was different. It paid off for me because I thought Ned seemed so untouchable. Ned was this man of honor from the North, the hand of the king, Robert's trusted friend. Mm-hmm. And there's no way they're really going to imprison this man. Like, not really. Like, that's, that's right. so far-fetched. It's not... But these people, they, they made it happen um, with their conniving and their plots. Um, it right. it, it happened. That, that was the big payoff for me. But my point... My, my thoughts now are, whose idea was this? Good question. Like, so Littlefinger... Was what? There's, there little, are so many whos and so many who, ideas. Uh, who, whose idea little was to finger, <laughs> who I've thought of as not like a fighter, now has his knife to Ned's throat. And I'm just thinking, whose idea was this? Who well, is admitted, the brains behind the operation? He admitted earlier in the episode when he's talking about Kat and about her suitors and the man she eventually married, he went into full detail about why he is not a fighter. He is not... Dueling is not his forte. Scheming is his forte. Right. And here we have scheming and dueling. All coming together. Yeah. So I need to ask... And you're the unspoiled one. I have to ask you. You you just asked a fantastic question that Stephanie and I cannot answer. Absolutely not. Um, Who do you think is the brains behind this operation? Who do you think did this? On first watch... Like, on first thought of my first watch, Cersei. I think she's doing all the manipulating behind the scenes. She's pushing Joffrey out. What end? To, to, I mean, I think you might have said it as I was asking my question. To push Joffrey up there. To, 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 to push Joffrey up there. I mean, because, if you're not one of us, you're an enemy. So she thinks Cersei was the mastermind behind this operation. So let's move on. Episode 8, titled The Pointy End. The Pointy End. Well, I think we, I think we, we glazed by that, we glazed by that from episode 7. I'm just going to rewind a little bit. About the girls having to run away. Like, when their father was taken for treason, the girls had to run away. Sansa and Arya. Which, in a father's eyes. No, Sansa. Was told to go to her room and barricade herself in. And be Sansa being Sansa followed instructions. To the Z. And got captured because of it. Arya, we open up episode 8 with Arya. Right, and the... the she's having her dance lessons. Wait, wait, wait. Who did, Sansa, who did Sansa get captured by? The guy with the burns. The hound. The hound. The hound. That's his name. Uh, which was like... I don't, well, at that point in the episode, I didn't know, like, how far Sansa was running. I just saw doors and hallways and stuff. I didn't know if Sansa was not listening to her instructions or if she was, but the the hound found her. I felt like Sansa was running to her room. Okay. Which, which right. where, where they would have found right. her anyway. Right, So, Correct. So then... <laughs> Sansa. Where they would have oh, looked. Oh, Sansa. So Five Arya, minutes later. So Arya was in her dance lessons... Quote unquote, and when the people came to capture her because her father had committed treason. She's fine. And my I, I I loved I loved that her teacher, her her sword fighting teacher, 
stuck up for her like he did. I meant to write down his name this time around. It, it, is it on? Sirio something? Yeah. yeah. Sirio Sorrel. With the wooden sword, he, he was fighting her. He was, you know, teaching her to fight with the wooden swords. And it was... And and he, he like, knocked out so many people by, like, hitting them with this yeah, wooden sword. Yeah, look at how long he's... bonking him in the head. Look at how long he survived with his wooden sword. Wooden they sword. have metal swords. So just steel bonking swords. him. Yeah. Just bonking right, him. Right, right. I just kept mm. waiting for the point where one of these steel swords... Just shows how much of a master he was, though. I mean, that he can... He has right. that kind of command of his craft. Right. Um, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when Arya finally ran, I was just... I was so happy she did so. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it's just, and I'm, I'm almost teary-eyed. Dog sitting, dog tags, sorry. Um, I'm almost teary-eyed just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, she's a little girl. Like, yeah. yeah. As, as young as Daenerys is supposed to be, Arya is that much younger. Arya is supposed to be ten I'm going to remind you of this, too, and this was very difficult for me. My first and, and probably even second and third watch through. Um... Sansa is also a little girl. Right. Sansa is a child. Um, and a lot ha- having I, just bled, literally, yeah, like right. I hated right. Sansa the first season, and like I feel like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give her enough. Um, what's the word? I didn't excuse enough of the behavior because mm-hmm. a lot of it is childish behavior. Right. But she's a child exhibiting childish behavior. Right. And w- right. Y- yeah. I mean, this is. This is conversation, not for today, but Sansa in general is, I mean, there are, there, I think there is a, there's a point to discuss her character and what can be excused by, we're not, childhood. We're not there yet. And naivete. So, entering episode eight, the pointy end. So wait, I, my, my first note is dance lessons turn bloody. Arya's first kill, finding Needle in the courtyard. So my first thoughts on episode 8, the pointy end. Arya scavenging through the belongings in the wagon. Because it was pretty clear that the men that were killed were packing their belongings to leave King's Landing. Right. So she's scavenging, looking for her needle. Yeah, like her things have already been tussled. Right. Yeah. And then this little, and then this boy comes along and says, oh, won't the queen be happy that I found you? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever he said. That's paraphrase. Sorry. But she's <laughs> looking for the needle. And when he puts, when he lays hand on her, here's where Stephanie and I disagree. When he lays hand on her, bam, she sticks him with a needle. Pointy. And I don't know Stephanie's opinion yet, but my opinion is that... Yeah, no, I, w- I want Joel's opinion before I speak, so go. She did it almost unintentionally. That she didn't understand what she was doing until it was too late and it was done. And then she wasn't necessarily sorry for it, but you can see the look on her face after it happened. She, she didn't intend for all this. She didn't want all this to happen, but it's too late it happened, and so now we're moving on. Stephanie? Agreed. Well, not agreed fully. I think it was truly accidental. She found the sword just as she turned and pointed, or I forget, to be honest, the full exchange, and I would love to watch it again, 
and just again and again and like in slow motion if possible. Um, because it's it's almost like he has it, but then she has it in her hand, and it's then it's in his in in his belly. And the newbie believes that Arya's first kill was in fact intentional, because <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. She was sorting through the trunks and boxes of belongings, looking for the needle. Mm-hmm. That boy came out of the stables. Mm-hmm. And said something like, won't the queen be happy to see you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Very I agree threatening. With all that. Very threatening. And I think she found Needle at the perfect moment. It just, boom, stuck him in the gut. Our only real disagreement is the calculation. I agree with I agree. everything you said up yeah. to the, the moment of, and I think at that moment she reacted instead right. of calculated. I right. feel like you think she calculated, and I, I feel like she reacted. I feel like she accidentally... I think Lunged. also I I remember Arya. It's interesting. I didn't expect the three of us to have three different opinions. I knew Anne and I had a different opinion. I did not know Joel would be a third dissenting opinion. So in in the rest of episode eight here, is it possible to hit the high points instead of the scene by scene recap? Since I know that we've gone so far. Sure. Long yeah. Already. So we've got we've got Rob getting Sansa's letter. Um. And so he's understanding now what's going on. He calls all the banners, right? Right. Everyone's so, really So Rob's excited. going to war as a Rob result is going of this to war. letter. Right. The Stark versus Lannister war. How do you feel about this war, Anne? I'm... I'm scared. I am scared. Um, because the Starks are so honorable. And the Lannisters are rich. They're not. <laughs> right. Assholes. Right. Right. I'm terrified. Um, so were you convinced that honor never wins? That I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced in my own life I think that I think that honor should win. So in that case you're convinced the show doesn't mimic real life. At all. Don't put words in her mouth. I'm, I'm reaching for something here. I'm grasping for something here. You're um, overarching. So it didn't say fire and blood. No, he's just overarching. He's trying to generalize to get you to agree with a more general point than a specific. It's a tactic in politics. He's really good at it. Well, damn. <laughs> I. He's getting you to agree on his general at, level so that he can get you a stab you in point. the back on the yeah. chip away at me. All of a sudden, have his little needle point at you, and I it's would, not accidental. I would he say needs to kill to, you. To a point, Mm -hmm. the show thus far has mimicked American politics. It it seems, I I agree with that. It seems to, you get a sense of reality from watching the show, I feel like. Right. I get a sense of reality. I do not get a sense of America, but okay. Different conversation. I'd see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yes, we've got Rob going to war. We've got Catelyn asking for help from her sister, who refuses it. Which, I mean, that's a whole, a whole just like uh, honeycomb of. So we've had side conversations about this, um, prepping for this podcast, but. Can we just, like, speak a little bit to how much of a psychopath this sister is? Like, oh, why Why is she such a psychopath? Why are we so convinced that she's so fucking nuts? Right, like, like, I don't know what is going on. Because 
Catelyn's sister and her breastfeeding man-child really <laughs> beat me out, might I add. Like, it's just strange. And Catelyn's sister, I'm, I'm not familiar with her name. I don't um, know Liza. Liza Aaron. Yes. John Aaron's uh, widow. John Aaron's widow. Who started this whole ordeal. Yeah. It's so strange to me. And she takes her husband's murder and does this and continues breastfeeding her child. Like, and the child is, like, grabbing at the, the strings on her blouse. Can we time out? We, we're to assume this child is at least the age of Rickon. At he seems, he seems brand, 10 to me. He seems at 10. At least the age yeah. of Arya. Yeah. Who Arya just killed a man. Arya killed a man, and this kid... And is running away. Is grabbing his mommy's blouse strings, saying he is hungry. Yeah, has to be told, go take a shower. A bath. Just bath Go time. take a bath. I'll feed you after. Right. Go take a bath, and you can breastfeed after that. Alright, so anyway. She's gonna do this out. Let's fast forward. We got Tyrion talks his way out of death with the Hill Tribes... Um, we go to the wall then, and I think this is big, we should talk about this. Um, we've got ghosts yes. barking up a storm, and then all of a sudden we've got... This is big. Something... Yes. Human? John something Snow. inhuman? Something John Snow has living, been told something not living? to go to his quarters. John Snow has been told to go to his quarters and stay there until Lord Commander tells him not to. But Ghost, his direwolf... Is barking at the door, barking at the door, very clearly bothered by something. So Jon Snow is like, what is it, what is it, what is it, let's go. Opens the door. Immediately, ghost goes to Lord Commander's uh, quarters. Immediately wants in. So Jon Snow goes in, and he's, he's ready to draw a sword, and he's ready for, like, some kind of attacker. And then... In my notes, I have what I think might be a white walker in the commander's quarters. I'm going to cut everything out except for this exclamation of, this white might walker. be a white walker. So why <laughs> why do you um why do you think this is, how do you know the term white walker? How do I know the term white walker? Have they said that in the show? Yes. yes. Okay, so you think this is what they're talking about? Yes, because... Rewind to very first episode, mm -hmm. the blue eyes, pale skin, white walker. Does this guy have blue eyes? Yes. No. no. He does at this point. He does at this point. I don't think so. I really don't either. I really don't think so. Podcast World, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna, we're gonna look something up on YouTube. I'm gonna show them that he has blue eyes. No blue eyes. Wait. Not blue. Not blue. Wait. No. No. So, the spoiler in this is that now you know that the eye color is apparently important in our discussions, and I apologize for that. So, anyway. So, this guy didn't have blue eyes, but you said, just to pick us back up from the thread we were just on, this person's clearly dead. Because he can't... Dead. He, he's clearly dead. He can't be killed again. Um, beyond Except that... Except for the burning. Except, Except for, the, for burning. the burning. 
Alright, so something wicked comes alive at the wall. John kills it with fire. Then we cut to the Dothraki start pillaging. And they start taking in slaves. And they start taking money and jewels. which and is raping women. And, and raping women. But the raping of women is apparently custom for I was going to say, are you guys going to kick me out of the house at this point if I just point out that everything we just described is customary for the Dothraki culture. Except for the stealing of the gold and the money. Because that is very clear. Okay. That is very clearly described as they are only doing that in order to buy boats and hands to man to the boat the narrow sea. to cross the narrow sea, so they the which they've water. never, which they've never right. done which before. Never done before. Right. So yeah, the rest of it, yeah, the raping of women. That's no, that's no newness. Um, and then we have Danny, who's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And she saves some women. And one of those women comes into play later, which we can go ahead. Let's just... Um, Let, let's have this whole conversation. I would say, yeah. let's just go ahead and skip right. to that. So, so, so Jorah is, is trying to explain, like, attacking these people is making money for their ships and their people to drive the ships and whenever get across the narrow sea. Okay, so then Drogo... Is fighting what I think is one of his lieutenants. Like, he seems like a pretty high up guy because he's in the tent, like, with Drogo and not doing, like... Okay, so then this this man, who who I think is a lieutenant, is talking so much shit. And he doesn't want these women saved. He, he talks so much shit that he, he goes on to say that Drogo... Is doing everything his foreigner wife says. Yeah, he, he's basically doubting Danny as a foreigner, and he's doubting then Khal Drogo as. A, Which, by the way, given what we given what we know about this culture, like you're waiting for this, right? Yeah. Like, how long right. is it going to take before someone's like, "Dude, this this girl's got a hold on you. Like, you got to do something about it." Which, yes, she does have a hold over Drogo. Because... You see how unacceptable that would be in Dothraki culture, though? Right. Prior to Khaleesi, uh-huh. or Daenerys, the Dothraki culture was just, like, bend them over, get them from behind. And, mel- sure. and men kill a man. She, she's earned that hold in right. the bedroom in another way, I'm sure. So but. Daenerys has, like, and she, and she researched this, and she did it properly and whatnot. But she learned how to pleasure Drogo. And now they're kissing, and they're doing it face-to-face instead of from behind. It's a very... I mean, it's a very... We don't need to talk about this right now. But... No, I think that... I, I think that that is very significant in this. And that I don't it think is. any other Dothraki... Is doing has it, a has a relationship with their Khaleesi in that no, way. No, I don't think yeah. they're doing it face to face. No, Khaleesi is very clear but, when she says she says yes, I saved these women, and the lieutenant, shall we just call him, says like, well, no, they're ours to rape. Like that's not right. cool. And she's this like, well, if they want to have sex with them, they can marry them, take right. them as wife. Yeah. yeah. And we start to see this out of Danny. It's not start to. We've seen breadcrumbs of it already, but like mm-hmm. really, we're really starting to get a sense of. Hey, like 
I know it's your way or the highway, but but guess what? It, it's going to be actually be my way or the highway. Right. Um, and Which I think is what this lieutenant is getting wind of. Right. Yeah. And he says, like, this is your foreigner wife, and you're listening to what she says. You're you're Calderoca with your long braid down to your knees. Like, so then, Drogo enters a fight with this guy. And this is the first time I have seen Drogo really fight. Right. This is the first time we see Drogo fight. And this is the first time that uh, Khaleesi, Daenerys, has seen the, the, him the great cow. fight. The great the, cow. The, gate cow, the great cow Drogo fight. And it is intense. And he's dodging all these swipes with this little sword-like thing. It's almost like a scythe, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? right. Well, it, no, Drogo doesn't even like have a, one. It's almost, right. He he even takes his knives out of the sheaths and drops them. Yeah, right. it's just l- the lieutenant. That's how confident so, this guy is. Yeah. So he and at one point he leans, like, the, at one point the guy lands a blow and Drogo leans, leans into, into it. into it, which is how right. he gets the right. wound in his shoulder, yeah. which we talk about. Yeah. yeah. So, so that... The, the dramatic effect of this this fight. Besides is your that, explanation of this fight? You're welcome. <laughs> is that he cuts the guy's throat with his own weapon. Mm-hmm. And then rips out his throat and his tongue. <laughs> yeah, with his hand. With his One hand. Not even two hands. Hand. Just one hand. Just reaches in. And throws it on the pile of heads that they've collected in, in this battle. Yeah. Now this fight really gives you a sense of why he's... The great Cal Drogo. Yeah, I right. Mean, th- yeah, this is absolutely. why this guy is who who everyone says he is. And so you look at two two queens, kings, queens, rulers, two masterminds. So we have like the Cal, and then we have like Cersei, or we have Rob- Robert Baratheon. You know what I mean? And right. It's a, it's a different it's a different set of expectations of what a ruler does. Very, very, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, so. Yeah, that whole scene, crazy, but we see Danny is saving some women from being set as slaves, um, or even sex workers for the Dothraki, and one of those even steps up to help, uh, Drogo when he has this wound on his shoulder. He says it's but a scratch. Oh, it's but a scratch. Very, uh, Mm -hmm. Romeo and Juliet. And I know I'm gonna butcher the name, is it? Oh God! Why Go are you ahead. Trying? I don't even have it written down. It's like something Ms. Rob Magna Mag Ms. Rob. I didn't even write it down. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so we have her stepping up to offer to clean and heal his wound. She's called a witch. She's called many a name. Which I think it's important to remember in Dothraki culture. Once a village has been taken, their healer, if they're taken as a slave, mm-hmm. then to the Dothraki become a witch. Right. And so, you, okay. really, she's been functioning as a healer. She's not necessarily the Wicked Witch of the West, um, but now she's a slave, and so now she's now she's a witch. But even then, like, she doesn't even proclaim to be a, a healer. She says her mother and her grandmother taught her these ways. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily she's a healer. She just knows the ways of the healers. Anyway, we have um, a really short conversation between... Uh, Bran and Asha talking about the old gods, life above the wall, a life above the wall, which I know we will come back to in the future. We've already talked about this together as three of us, 
Um, it's not a huge point, but it should be just recognized this conversation happens. Right. Um, we come back to Catelyn meets Rob and his army in their camp. Um, they are preparing for war against either Jamie or Tywin. They have to choose. And we have a spy that's found. And the spy uh, is counting numbers. Wait, time out. I love when Catelyn sees Rob with the the lieutenants of the army, we'll say. Right. And Catelyn just stands her distance and says things like, Hello, it's good to see you. And then when the rest of the men leave, she embraces her son. And it's But also the rest of the men understand that and they're like we gotta fuck off right now because... Right. And it's very emotional, yeah. and she talks about when he entered the world and he was squealing and... Yeah, red-faced. Like, yeah, it's very it's very emotional, but she's very proud. She's very proud. It's, it's a it's a nice mother-son moment, um, mm-hmm. and and not one that you could have in front of, you know, 20 generals. Right. Um, but, but they're right. able to steal this private moment away. Right. Right, absolutely. And then they, they do talk... About well, they talk about so they ask you know Rob asks well where's Arya where's Sansa where's Bran and Recon, and um she's like I I don't know and he's like well I don't know either and then she asks him do you know what happened to the Targaryen children and he says they were murdered in their sleep because that is the myth that is the the lie the world wants you to know which we all as viewers know is untrue about the Lannisters right. Um, and this is what happens when you go against, when you go to war against the Lannisters, is your family suffers. At right, the you die. You, yeah, you, yeah. Win, you win or you right. die. And you guess win what? Or you Every, die. And guess what? Everyone you dies die. because no one wins. And it could be pillows in your face in the middle yeah. of the night as a oh, six year old. Yeah. Yeah, gonna get weird with it. All right, last things last. I'm just gonna close it here. We've got Tywin talks to Tyrion about the news from King's Landing. Tyrion doesn't even know, doesn't even believe it. That Robert's dead, and uh, Tywin says, you know, Joffrey's king, and uh, Tyrion says, well, don't you mean, like, my sister is king? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we've got that going on, and then we've got the final scene between Sansa um, and Joffrey, and she's pleading to him. She is in the great room. You know, before the whole so court, that's, that's, if you will. That's the last thing I want to get Anne's opinion on before we wrap up the current recap of the episode is is where she sees Sansa and Joffrey's relationship, for lack of a better word, right now. Um, and where does she see that going? Like, I'd like to just hear some prediction from her. Right, because um, we literally had Sansa tell, or we had literally had seriously tell Sansa, you're a traitor, you cannot marry my son. And it's not, you know, you know, um, Littlefinger stands up for her, says she's not a traitor, her mm-hmm. father was a traitor, blah, blah, blah. Um, but here she is, she's saying, you know, like, forgive my father, forgive my father, like, take me, it's okay. And poor King Joffrey, shall I ever say that again? Probably not. Um, is like, oh, you moved my heart, you moved my heart, and... I shall do as you wish, but only if he says I'm going to be, I'm the rightful king. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's an interesting little relationship there yeah. between... And that ends the episode, does it not? That does okay. end the episode. So when Anne comes back in the room, we're going to get her future predictions on this uh, loving relationship. On this 
super loving relationship. <laughs> um, and then we're going to have our five outro questions. And we'll do a very quick spoiler sideline because I only have one spoiler thing that has come up in this discussion. I'll say I have none. I have one. And and that's important for us to talk about as a spoiler sideline. Okay. But beyond that, um, it'll be a really quick one. Okay. Are you spoiling? No, no, we're not spoiling. So we want your thought. This is the end of the episode, and we want your thought, in on Sansa and Joffrey's relationship. So where where is this going? What's your predictions with regards to it? Sansa's begging Joffrey to spare her father's life, and he's not really a traitor, and Joffrey essentially says, well, if he declares me as the rightful king, fine, we'll spare his life, and Sansa's so grateful. And it, wh- where is this going? Are they going to end up together? Um, are, is... I mean, we know King Robert's my, not going to last until season six at this point. Right. Is Joffrey, is Sansa going to be right next right. to him? Like, is this going to be, is it going to be King Joffrey, Queen Sansa, and this is going to fix things? And if not, why? Like, where, where are you with this? I do think that Sansa is going to continue her allegiance to Joffrey. I do think that there's going to be a wedding and whatnot, um, because she is that stupid. I think she's on board with the Lannisters, and I, I think when it comes to the Stark-Lannister war, she's she's going to join the Lannister side, because she's just so stupid. She just wants pretty dresses and... What, right. whatever else like courtyards and yeah and so you right. see her very much advocating for oh father you know please recognize this man as the rightful king we we're gonna move on from this i d- i do i do see okay. her reckon i don't see ned stark doing that well and then what um, happens next from that like knowing are we into the five outro question oh, okay Not okay yet. sorry we sorry. can roll into okay. it we, we can let's well a good segue who's your favorite character i'm gonna say Arya with her first skill. All right, so it was Danny, and now it's, now it's Arya. Arya. Okay, mm-hmm. um, least favorite. I'm going with seriously. That's been consistent, I think. That I think that has yeah. been. Yeah, I do not trust that bitch. Like, yeah. if I if I ran into her at the Kroger, um, problemo. Your favorite kingdom, the favorite place that you get to visit. And we saw more of like Essos this time around. We did. But uh, Vostothrak, um, yeah, all right. Surrounding so villages. I'm gonna draw it even closer. It it's been Winterfell for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah, but I'm draw I'm gonna draw it closer to the Weirwood Tree. In oh, so a specific place in Winterfell. I like that answer because there's a Weirwood Tree in Winterfell. In Winterfell, and then there's a Weirwood Tree north of the Wall. The one in Winterfell. Okay. 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 So you're feeling. That spiritual connection. Oh, that the old gods. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which we agreed we're going to have a whole separate yeah. Yeah. like podcast conversation about. Yeah. Um, who dies next and by whose hand? Oh, Lord. Have have I yet guessed this or right? No. Like, Is the answer to that have question. Have we, though? <laughs> no. I could just guess, like, that guy that stands next to... Like, anybody, yeah. anybody that stands in the way of, like... Um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a good hint. This is a. I'm not even. 
Okay, no, don't give me a hint. Joel gave me a hint by coming to Richmond this weekend to watch episodes 9 and 10. Joel tells me that he didn't want to watch episode 9 away from me. He wanted to be here. Away from me. Okay, away from... We don't care about Anne. I don't know, honestly. I don't know that you're going to understand what you see. Joel wanted to I don't. I I know that Stephanie's going to get it, and I just want to, like, giggle in the background with her. Like, I I don't know that you're going to get it. That's cool. That's cool. All right. That's fine. So, I was going to do a quick recap for you. Arya's on the run. Sansa's on the run. Quote, unquote, on the run. Bran, we don't know. Rob, Rickon, we don't know. Rob's, Rob's going to war. war. Right, we're in this um, war with the Danny Lannisters. is in the middle of attempted assassinations. Right. Ned's in prison. Um, Rob's already dead. Robert is already dead. Um, Catelyn is at war with Rob. That. Cersei's in King's Landing. Cersei's... Um, in the middle of all this drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Littlefinger as well can be described very much the same way. Varys is trying to I'm help gonna Ned take, in the catacombs. I'm going like, to take a safe bet and say that Somebody involved in the Stark-Lannister war is going to die. So I'm going to say that Rob is going to die. Rob's going to die. And I am going to say that it is at Tywin. Tywin? I'm going to say it's at Tywin's hand. Okay. Okay. What an interesting little prediction. I like it. Okay. Rob. Rob Stark. Rob Stark to die at Tywin Lannister's hand. Right. All Thank right? you for the last names. No one knew who she was talking about. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> so uh, who who ends up on the throne at the end of all this? You have we're almost at the end of season one, but you've got seven additional seasons to consume. Right, um, and I've said Arya this whole time, so I'm going to hold true through season one and say that I think that Arya is going to come out on top. Stephanie and I have been talking about this a little bit. You have we have been. found it very interesting that Danny's been your favorite character, but Arya's no, yeah, Danny's been your favorite, but Arya's Arya's bound to the, the, bound to the, the throne. throne. Yeah. Now it's so interesting to me. Arya's your favorite, mm-hmm. and Arya's still going to be on the throne. Right. You're in for a wild ride. Well, I, in her defense, a lot of a lot has happened with Thraki, mm-hmm. and right. yeah, right. It, it's been a wild two two episodes. Yeah. But we have now nine and ten, nine and ten, and we have more beers to drink. No more Red Bull, thank God. Um, so hopefully, so the next time you hear from us, we're gonna have some sort of live reaction from episode nine. I was gonna say it's gonna um, be wild, and then we're gonna jump into after episode ten, just like the total recap, like we usually do. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we should do a total like similar. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, I think but, we should uh, do. Are you guys gonna do spoilers? Yeah, we have one spoiler sideline to do. It's a very quick topic. Okay, I'm going to take the dogs out. All right. Okay. Goodbye, podcast land. Until next time. Goodbye, Anne. Goodbye, Anne. All right. Fairly well. I'm walking away, and the dogs are... Are not. They, dogs? They might love me. I heard the door close. Yeah. Guys, I fucking lost my mind when she's talking about Joffrey and how much she hates him. Because I know what we've seen of Joffrey at this point, and sure, it's enough to hate it. Minimal. But it's But it's not it's enough minimal. to really hate him the way that we do. Well, so I was watching, when we were watching last night, and I was just like, King Joffrey. And she was like, stop it, I'm trying to do this unspoiled. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I was like, well, sorry, but like, 
it was a visceral, yeah, unintended yeah. reaction to just Joffrey on the phone on the throne. I'm so excited to watch her slow pain as she gets to witness him over the next what two, three, uh, three seasons almost. She's in for some shit. Oh man, she's in for I some shit. Yeah, she's in for some wild, and just, I don't know. How's she going to take Ned dying next episode? I don't think she expects it. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, she definitely doesn't. All right, sorry. Okay, so I, I think that's really the last thing we have to talk about, like, just leading into uh, Ned Stark's death in this next episode. Like, I don't think she sees it coming at all. And Absolutely not. She sees nothing coming. Which is amazing, given what we've said about how we thought it was the Ned and Rob show, I suppose. And she sees, and she, we've been clear with her, I feel like. I mean, unexpected people should be expected to die. Like, that's part of these questions we ask at the end of everyone, right? She should understand a little bit of that. But even on top, like, she's, she's, she doesn't get, she's not understanding that as it applies to Ned at all. Because Ned, at this point, to any logical person, seems untouchable. Even though he's in prison, even though the Lannisters are against him, this show is about Ned Stark right now, and yeah, it's yeah, gonna change. It. It's gonna change everything. And we have we we have, you know, Rob like starting up this battle, mm-hmm. but it seems like a battle, not a war. Right. You know, it's not. It's it's not monumental. I love how her next prediction of who's gonna die next is Rob killed by Tywin. Wait a wait a few seasons for that. <laughs> yeah, just just a teensy teensy tiny wait, just a teensy tiny wait for that one. Um, but well played, well mm-hmm. played. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm really interested to see. I mean, because we have such a ways to go between there and the Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Which is. Uh, just the enough, reason for our just podcast Red time, Wednesday. Right, just enough time to make her comfortable again. Oh, absolutely. You know? And and yeah. so I'll be interested to see if she feels blindsided by the death of Ned and if she is trustworthy then of any of the Starks after that because we all were. Right. We were all blonds, blindsided by the death of Ned but we still said, you know what, but Rob, but right. Rob. But Rob's going to bring it home. And Catelyn, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, she's uh-huh. going to be the stead steadfast, like, weight of this family mm. to hold everybody together, and... No. And here we are. And it's here just John and Danny and... Well, I'm and gonna Arya be super interested and... to see after episode 10 if her answer to number 5 changes when Danny gets her dragons. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm super disappointed. I tried to put a facade with her that dragons don't exist in this world. I did that on a previous podcast. You know, it's not like we're watching actual dragons here. Um, and and I feel like that was a little bit ruined by the Super Bowl commercial, knowing that there was a dragon. She's she's not completely unspoiled. I would love to think that she is, but she's seen memes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows. So, But I will love to see when the dragons hatch, how the dragons hatch. Right. Oh my gosh! Right. That's a powerful no, that's, that's moment. That's a moment that that inspires you for the dragons, you. for the Dan- for, for Danny. It, it inspires you to believe this woman could rule the world. Um, Absolutely. And and this is how and because you see it right there in that scene. And it's moment. not like she just like bursts into flame. She walks into sacrifices, quote quote unquote sacrifices herself mm-hmm. and her um, and her husband. Yeah, absolutely. Love of her life. Yeah, at this point. and so it's um it's a, an incredibly power, powerful scene. We will find out shortly how she, how she feels. To that. But first, it's the best reaction. But I can We're going to cut to a live reaction. I, I was going to say, I can know. guarantee at the end of 
the next two episodes, Arya will not be her favorite anymore. Really? Which I, I think Danny will be her favorite again. Okay. And I think Danny will be on the throne at the end. Okay. Based on her answers. Based on, yeah, okay. her answers. Okay. Because Danny has been her favorite thus up far. Now. Up until now. It's only because Arya was able to kill somebody. Wait until... Which we're about to see wait much until more badass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, um, thank you all for listening. We will be back in, well, a jiffy Very for us. Yeah. Uh, because we're just going to stop, drink some more beers, watch some more games. And we'll probably pros. post both of these episodes on the same Wednesday because I'm, we're trying to catch up for the live viewing. Yeah, absolutely. And so, that we, we want to be live. We want to yeah. be caught up by season eight, by when that premiere is. And so, we're going to do our best to make that happen. Um, who knows if we'll meet that goal or not, but we're going to try to get that. That is, fingers crossed, the goal is to get everybody up to date because, I mean, well, Joel and I are up to date already, but to get Anne up to date as well so that we all watch it in live. Right. And then starting in season eight, the goal would be to do, you know, one episode a week. Well, obviously, one (laughs) episode a week. Yeah, which will be a lot more uh, conducive to a a decent podcast length, I feel like. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And which is funny because I I said this to you earlier today. She mentioned last night, Anne mentioned to me when we were watching episodes seven and eight, she goes, I can't imagine anyone going week to week just watching one episode. She's about to find out. Like, yeah, (laughs) you're about to find out. Yeah. So, on that. Peace. Good night. We'll see ya.